Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Three Main Sources of Lies. Three Main Sources of Lies. And I'm really fired up about this message. I'm going to get right into it here in just a moment. And I do want to just say, at the end of the message, I'm going to share with you some exciting things from Igniting Hope Ministries, some things coming up, some great opportunities for you. If you love this message on renewing the mind, believing truth instead of lies, declarations, joy, laughing at lies, if you love this message, uh, stay tuned at the end of this podcast for some things that are coming up this summer, this fall, that are so powerful. Hey, but let's get right into this three main sources of lies. And before I talk about those three main sources, I just want to remind you of some things that John 8.32, it says this, the truth will make you free. And so we know this, that when we believe truth, we first get free in our emotions, and it's, it's illustrated by hope, all joy and peace grows in our life. And then we get free in our, our circumstance. But believing lies restricts our emotions, brings negative emotions, fear, worry, discouragement, unworthiness, etc. We're, we're not free in our emotions, and then we're, which actually then restricts the freedom that we're actually going to experience with, within our lives. And so here's the thing. Any conclusion that does not have hope attached to it, is under the influence of a lie. Romans 15, 13, pretty much my life verse is, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we know this, that the moment we believe truth is the moment we get filled by the God of hope and all joy and peace come with that. (laughs) So good. And so... That, I want to say it again, any belief that we have, any conclusion that we make that doesn't have hope attached to it is under the influence of a lie. So there's five steps of radical mind renewal that we teach. The first step is this, is we understand that wherever we don't have hope in an area of our life, then that means that we've been renewing our mind with a lie in that area. Step two is is to take that lie out of darkness, put language to it, and just say, okay, this is the lie that's creating my lack of hope. And these lies can be, you know, things like this. It is difficult for me to hear God's voice. The lie, I am a poor decision maker. The lie, my prayers are not powerful and effective. Or things are only going to get worse. Or God will not provide for me in the future. So as we begin to identify those then those lies become, we can look at them and we can understand, hey, that's not consistent with God's word. That's not consistent with the promises that he has given me. That's not consistent with my new creation identity. But I've been thinking about the fact that there's sources for these lies. And, you know, there, there's, I'm going to talk today about three of them. There's more, but three main sources for the lies that we believe that create a whole lot of lies from that source. So here's the three. That the past experience lie, the works of the law lie, and the destination disease lie. 
So these are three of the sources. The past experience lie, the works of the law lie, the destination disease lies. I'll call these kingpin lies where many other lies are going to spring from each one of them. Now today I'm going to spend a little more time talking about the works of the law lie. But before I do, let me just make a comment about the past experience lie and then the destination disease lie. Now the past experience lie, I believe this, the, the greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities or belief systems in the minds of Christians. And one of the main strongholds in the minds of Christians is developed through the agreement with negative past experience. That's a main source for the negative strongholds. Past experience, we don't deny past experience, we just don't get our beliefs from it. The Lord took a phrase out of Genesis 3.11. God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? Took the phrase, who told you that? And began talking to me as I would say things or think things. I would say, I don't have the gift of healing, or I don't remember names well, or miracles don't happen through me, or this, this is hard in my life, this area is hard for the gospel, I'm a disorganized person, I can't do this. And I would, Holy Spirit would just say, who told you that? Who told, and I realized that I got most of my beliefs out of past experience and other what God was saying. I realized I renewed my mind more with my past than with his truth, with his promises. And I, I don't want to go on in that. We talk about that in other, other places. I've got a podcast called Who Told You That? That's, that could be helpful <laughs> to you. The other is the destination disease lie. And basically this lie is thinking we have to wait for a better time to really live and attach great faith to who we are and what we're doing. And so destination disease, it's kind of like when you travel in a car and if you have destination disease in a car, and you know, then you're only happy when you arrive at your destination. It's all about conquering the road. It's not about enjoying the journey. It's not about the relationships of the people in the car. It's about conquering the road. We just say no to destination disease. But it happens in our own life where we subconsciously think that we can only be happy, we can only be fulfilled when we're in a time where promises are, are being experienced, our prayers are being answered, whether it's you know an area of victory, personal victory in our own life, whether it's seeing certain family members saved, whether it's being at a certain financial place, or being into our prophetic destiny of influence, specific positions uh, in our lives that we, we believe God's promised us. But listen, I'll say this, you know, there's a lot of lies connected to that. It's subtle. It's subtle. Basically, it says you can't really live right now. You're not worthy to be blessed now. You have to wait uh, for another season to attach great faith to what you're doing because what you're doing right now is not all that significant. Those lies just come out of this destination disease and we just say no to that. But I want to get into the works of the law lie. Now, this kingpin lie is, is really works against us. It's impossible to have good beliefs if we have bad theology. We're bad doctrine. I, you know, I believe we can have basic doctrine. Jesus is God, the authority of Scripture. 
etc. We can have basic good doctrine and bad beliefs, and I've said that many times. But I believe if, if our beliefs and theology and our doctrines about God, if we don't have a new covenant, grace-filled, finish-worked, works mindset, then it's going to be very difficult to have good beliefs. And I shared a message on podcast a few weeks ago asking the question, are these the 17 most important chapters in the Bible? And I gave my theory on why they were. And they're all about, they're in the epistles, the writings of Paul about the finished work, who we are in our new creation, etc. And so, it, by the way, our, our Bible doctrines, they do radically influence our beliefs about God and what it takes to please Him. If we have a works of the law theology, we will be cursed, according to Galatians 3.13. We'll be cut off from God's grace, Galatians 5.4, His empowering grace. will unwittingly increase sinful behavior in our lives. In Romans 5, it talks about that. We become foolish. Galatians 3, 1 through 5. You can go back, you can stop the podcast, you can write those down if you want, or you can find them in the, the blog that we'll have on our website. Well, you might say, how can I believe in lies? I'm a person of grace, not law. That may be true, but let me ask you a few questions to make sure. Now, I want to ask you four questions. Listen to these. And here's my theory, that if you answer no to any of these questions, then I, I would say this. I would speculate, and, and I'm talking to me too. I would speculate that we are not as much under grace as we thought. So here's four questions. When you sin or fail, do you immediately receive and press into the love of God? When you sin or fail, do you immediately receive and press into the love of God? Number two, to overcome a problem or work toward a dream, do you focus much more on your beliefs than your actions? Let me say that again. To overcome a problem or work toward a dream, do you focus much more on your beliefs then you do your actions. Number three, do you believe your future blessings depend more on what Jesus did than what you do? Do you believe your future blessings depend much more on what Jesus did than what you do? And then number four, are you much more forgiveness and righteousness conscious than you are guilt and sin conscious? Are you much more forgiveness and righteousness conscious about your life that you are guilt and sin conscious. And if we answer no to any of these questions, then it is time to immerse ourselves in teachings that will emphasize the finished works of Jesus. And Wendy and I, my wife Wendy and I, right now we're reading together. We're reading a chapter a day of Joseph Prince's book, The Power of Right Believing. That's one. There's many other great grace books out there. But we're feeling in our own lives that it's time to make sure that we have the grace message. We have not subtly allowed a works of the law focus, a legalistic focus, a performance-based focus to get into our lives. And it's so subtle. 
Paul's book of Galatians repudiates that, plus Romans 4 through 8 are so good, so strong. So that's, that's my question for you as I end today. Ask those questions. You may want to go back. You can find those again in our blog if you want to you want to look at those four questions again to really identify how much we, we are really into grace or how much we're actually still have an old covenant works of the law mindset. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks so much for listening today. Hey, before I pray the prayer of faith over you, and I, I want to just share some things we're doing, Igniting Hope. We're planning on July and August doing a 60-day declaration experiment challenge where we're going to challenge people to make 100 declarations a day minimum for a month or two months and see what happens. And we're going to have some, we've done this in the past, we're going to upgrade it. We're going to include our books uh, uh, to be read during that time. You're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. And then declarations, unlocking your future is a subtitle. And Watch for that. It's going to be really good. We're going to have just the different levels you can participate. Then in September, we're starting a five-month uh, transformational mind renewal course, taking all of this content you hear in the blogs, systematically teaching it with the goal of making belief trainers, of certifying belief trainers as a result of that. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be interactive. And it's just watch for that. And so if you're not... If you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can sign up for that, ignitinghope.com, or just keep looking at our Igniting Hope Facebook page. Thank you so much. Hey, if you like these podcasts, tell somebody else about them. We're here to ignite your hope because there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. He owes the most hope has the most influence. And our hope level determines our influence level. And I believe this. After love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. And remember also, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of the battle. And pretty much everybody listening today, hey, today is not just a good day to walk in radical joy. Hey, we've got personal weaknesses we're battling, relational things, family disappointments, financial challenges, negative news uh, and through media, uh, concerns about the future, joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. No, I need joy. I need joy right now. I need strength right now. Certainly, we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep. But listen, joy and laughter are part, I intentionally activate them in my life as, a, as my plan for strength and longevity. I've got a great book called Possessing Joy, A Secret to Strength and Longevity. I've got book, Let's Just Laugh at That, Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids, Using the Power of Laughter to Break Off Lies. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. By the way, I'm doing... In this season at 8.30 a.m., Igniting Hope Facebook. I'm doing a Facebook Live pretty much every day. So thanks for being a part of this. God bless you. I look forward to having you with me again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.